Welcome to the Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech Podcast. On this show, we focus on how the real estate industry, the world's single largest emitter of greenhouse gases, can leverage climate tech to become part of the sustainability solution. I'm your host, Greg Smithies. I'm a partner on the climate tech team at Fifth Wall, the largest and most active venture investor in technology for the real estate industry. In this podcast, we'll be joined by people on the front lines, the people inventing, investing in, and deploying the climate tech we'll need to make our homes, offices, and communities more efficient, more sustainable, and ever closer to carbon zero. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, uh, we have the fantastic chance to talk with uh, Laurent Caneva, the chairman and founder of Sparrow, a fantastic company that's working at the intersection of waste and uh, cognitive gamification which uh, might sound a little bit crazy right now, but I think it'll all make sense after after we describe it. But before we hop into exactly what it is that Sparrow does, um, Laurent, it would be great to hear just a little bit of intro on you, your background, and how you got to found Sparrow. Sure. Uh, thanks, Greg. Thanks for, for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to be uh, here with you today. So um, as, uh, as you can hear, I'm French, but I live here in the US. Uh, I've been living here since uh, seven years uh, in Boston. This is where uh, we created and uh, founded the uh, Spirit, which is actually hosted uh, in Greentown Labs, uh, the largest fintech incubator in the U.S. who uh, recently opened uh, an office in Houston. Um, I came here in the U.S. Uh, uh, I have a, mainly a commercial background, uh, development both in France uh, and international. And uh, I co-founded the uh, Spirit uh, with uh, some uh, uh, of my IT co-founders, uh, I'm more in charge of the general coordination and, and, uh, and operations. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a winding path to get here, um, but we know the folks at Greentown Labs as well, and uh, they're doing some fantastic stuff. So uh, great to chat with with someone else in the program. Um, yeah, so you guys are going after what is one of the largest problems when it comes to climate and waste and uh, how we reduce our impact. So maybe uh, just cover what it is the problem that Spirit is trying to solve. Yeah, sure. So, so it's, it's kind of amazing to reflect on, uh, on waste and especially in, in big cities. All right. If you look at New York, where you have 8,000 tons of waste that is generated every day in this building and has to be extracted from the city. We can see the municipalities uh, putting more and more pressure. Uh, uh, it, it is going to be a, a time where uh, we will be charged for this. And um, so the problem we are trying to solve is, so how do I do when um, I'm a, a building developer and, and, and I want to uh, build a, zero net, a net zero building, right? But I have tenants and tenants uh, have their own activities. So how do I engage them in, in this fight? Uh, against uh, CO2 emission. And uh, so the problem we are trying to solve is uh, how to engage my tenants into my waste reduction ambition. Wow. Okay, so so this is a this is sounds like a big opportunity. Eight thousand tons of waste in New York City coming out coming out of the buildings. What is that? Every single day? That's correct. I think uh, overall um, buildings are responsible for 40% of the municipal solid waste. And as uh, as you know, um, uh, the landfills are, are, are full in most of the big city. The incinerators are at capacity. So uh, the municipalities uh, find the, uh, are, are multiplying the initiative to try to divert 
uh, these weights uh, from the landfill. Got it. Okay, so you guys come in and help to divert waste, make sure that more of it gets recycled. Now, how do you do that, right? Because uh, humans are fickle. I run a climate tech fund, and half of the time, I don't even understand which trash can I'm supposed to put the stuff into, right? So maybe maybe dig into exactly what it is that Sparrow does and uh, how you can teach uh, people to help divert this waste problem. Yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a very difficult problem to tackle. Uh, in most of our uh, clients, uh, we observe that uh, 75 per- 75% contamination generally in the common uh, trash, trash can. So um, the idea is to use data. The idea is to use live data. So uh, that, that's the, the, the starting principle. So what we developed is uh, our connected weight scales. It's IoT devices that you deploy uh, seamlessly uh, inside your building and each floors, it's very easy to uh, to deploy. And as soon as you deploy them, you you start to have data. But for the first time, you have data by uh, by sorting station, by floor, by tenant, and this is a data you don't have. And it's also the data uh, which you're responsible for when you're an employee, when you're a tenant. And so it's it's the best way to start to engage them. Here is the reality of what you're doing, and here is where you can go, and we could go together. So. Um, the way we are tackling this problem is a unique combination between uh, this IT technology and an engagement program. We are using uh, multiple tools and multiple media to uh, engage employees, tenants, into a waste reduction program. We sequence things and uh, we, we teach them um, we engage them with their own data uh, and with a clear plan for the year. In fact, when you look at what's happening uh, within your tenants, uh, first of all, they have the same goal that you have. They have this uh, uh, waste reduction, this uh, corporate sustainability strategy, uh, which is uh, to reduce uh, to reduce waste. But nobody really knows where to start. They have multiple initiatives all around the place, seasonal sometimes, a Christmas tree, uh, they, they have, they have uh, green teams that are a multiplying initiative, but no one is put into uh, one story. And this is a little bit what we are doing with data. So you will articulate each of these initiatives within a plan. And thanks to the data, you can measure the performance of these initiatives. Uh, so just to give you a pragmatic example, uh, usually we are able to reduce waste going to the unfit by 50% at year one. Wow. That is big. And the way we do that is you have to sequence education by tranche of two months, meaning that you will focus everyone on uh, better sorting. Then you will focus everyone on on food waste reduction. Then you will focus everyone on um, uh, single-use items, for example. And this is how, in a program of of 12 months, you can uh, bring everybody uh, uh, to this waste reduction. There is one important thing that I would like to, to why, why is it working? It's working because uh, contrary to electricity or water, where things are mainly automated, where technology entered the building already, your role is limited. But for waste, you have a role to play every day. And this is why this is working. 
So if I think about what it is that you're actually doing, this is almost like a, like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch when it comes to kind of losing weight, right? Step one is get the data. And then step two is use that data to change human behaviors, right? So in the, in the example of the Fitbit, it's, you know, to get you to walk those 10,000 steps a day or the Apple Watch to close all of those rings, all of that stuff. So it sounds like what you're doing is you're marrying the IoT devices that weigh the garbage and figure out if, if things are in the right pails. But then separately, you have employee engagement programs that are going on to turn this into kind of like a gamification to actually get the behavior change to happen. And the behavior change is really the difficult part here. You know, IoT devices are pretty simple, but it sounds like really your magic is coming in. And how do we get hearts and minds to change and get people to actually act on a daily basis? Yeah, absolutely. I think your comparison is uh, very relevant, Greg. Uh, Fitbit or you know the waste uh, watcher of, uh, of, uh, of of the recycling bins and and so on. So yeah, it's it's definitely uh, this uh, this uh, unique co combination and and placing uh, not only just uh, uh, the tenant uh, employees into this competition, but the tenant uh, themselves. Uh, against each other in this friendly competition, and people are competitive. So uh, this is why it's uh, it's working. You you really touched that point uh, very well. Yeah. So I think you've you've got some good examples here where uh, maybe in a high rise building you've had uh, tenants inside that building being in competition against each other. You've had different floors in a building um, being in competition against each other. Um, maybe walk us through some examples of of actually you know some of the the competitions that you've run and and the impact that they've had. Yeah, so I think I have two types of uh, example. Uh, a tenant itself who, who can uh, purchase uh, spirit services. And so um, I have an experience with uh, a large biotech here in Boston, uh, uh, Moderna, that you heard about. And it's, uh, it's a two-year uh, two experience. And interestingly, it started in one building, but then the employee asked to expand the program uh, into a, a second building. And as soon as you have two buildings, you can do an internal uh, competition. And really, it was very interesting to see uh, that uh, the social impact of the program and, and, uh, and the power it can have. People are talking about it at work. People are talking about it at home. And it, ha it overall has a very good repercussion on the, on the tenant. The second example is a Hong Kong example that I can talk about. It's, it's not yet public, but we are... Uh, uh, signed a large contract with uh, Swire, which is a very large uh, uh, building owner uh, in Hong Kong. And their goal here is to um, uh, engage their tenant into a friendly competition, a numerous number of them. So it's a very large program. And it's going to be uh, very interesting. It's happening all year uh, long in 2021. Uh, so uh, can, I cannot talk much about, about, uh, about it yet, but uh, more to come. It's really uh, the largest program we have been uh, developing. What's very interesting to see is that uh, a lot of other uh, parties in Hong Kong uh, are, are are yet interested. So, um, and we can see uh, we can see this being applying in the U.S. We already had discussions with uh, with some of the uh, large building developers here. I, I think what people uh, maybe buried the lead here a little bit in in describing it is just the size and scale of the um, of the impact that you're driving, right? If you can reduce in one year 50% of the waste going to the landfill, right, out of one of these big buildings, that is a massive number, right? From a cost of waste and recycling point of view, but then also from a cost of fines avoided, and then also from a from a CO2 point of view. 
Um, that that is absolutely incredible. Um, what part of that uh, do you think is really coming from the technology itself versus the uh, consumer engagement and the gamification that you're driving? It's a very good point. I think uh, we ask these questions to people and to questioners. And um, among the different drivers, definitely live data was appearing as being uh, the driver uh, number one. Um, second, I think people are coming to the workplace uh, to learn. And so they like to learn about the big picture problem, about the uh, local problem and the, the role they can play to uh, fight against this problem. And so, so this is exactly what we are providing them. Yep, got it. And then maybe also just so people can picture actually what the what the device is and, and how it works, maybe give us a picture in our mind of what this thing is. So if they were to install Spare It in their office tomorrow, uh, what would they see? Yes, good question. It's a, So you have to picture a connected weight scale, so a, re- a regular body weight scale that has been customized to be uh, smart. And so uh, you just deploy it and connect it to uh, either a Wi-Fi or LoRa, and um, then uh, automatically it starts to measure waste in under, and you place it underneath each of the uh, waste streams. So regular waste, recycling, food waste, compost, uh, glass, uh, whatever. And so just picture a regular uh, body weight scale customized. And then we have a platform uh, which is. Uh, enabling uh, the management of this uh, of these floats of uh, connected weight scales and you have access to uh, live data uh, through this platform through api you can connect this to uh, your systems um, and then the third piece comes uh, the engagement platform right and that uses this data to um, produce comprehensive uh, engagement tools and we use multiple uh, uh, format of engagement uh, on your smartphone, on, on computers, on uh, posters, and to to be able to engage uh, the people. Yeah, and this this was actually what I got got so excited about when I saw it, um, which is you had big stats up on a on a big TV screen um, uh, on one of the floors in the buildings. Uh, well, actually, it was on multiple floors, right? And each of the floors were competing against each other, and they could see in real time how much waste uh, each of the floors was putting there, and then. All of the employees were kind of having this uh, this internal competition over which floor could uh, have the least waste. Um, and what was really interesting about it is that you know the actual prizes that you're putting up to gamify it aren't a lot, but then the employees themselves start doing their own little side bets and uh, really leaning into it and getting excited about it. And so it's one of those things where just by showing people, just by putting data in front of people, um, they can get excited about something as opposed to you you don't really need to drive this with lots of money and big prizes or anything like that. It's it's this pure competitive nature of humanity that uh, that gets it to work so well. Yeah, absolutely. Very strong in, uh, in Hong Kong uh, in, uh, as well as in, as in the US. Indeed, you don't need a big prize money. What's also very interesting is that people want more. Each time we run the program, they always want more. So a pharma company will uh, ask you, can you take a look at my labs? Because I have multiple, uh, you know, single use items there. I'm trashing a lot of waste there with a lot of value. And uh, um, everybody has new ideas and, and it generated a, a, yeah, a lot of uh, insight. Yep. That's incredible. So this goes in my bucket of um, technologies where it's kind of a 
it's so simple. It feels like it should have been obvious. We should have come up with this uh, a long time ago. Just measure the waste and let people understand it um, and then run some cognitive gamification around it and you can have massive impact. So um, I think you heard the numbers here. 50% reduction in uh, waste going to landfills in that first year. That is a massive number. And for anybody listening uh, here on the podcast who's really digging into how to make their buildings uh, carbon zero in the long run, you have to tackle waste. And so this is one of the biggest levers that I think we can pull. So, uh, Laurent, thank you very much for taking the time today. Uh, this was fantastic. Very excited to see um, if more of our listeners um want to go and install Sparrot, uh, get their tenants on board, get their employees on board, because I think this is one of the biggest levers that we have to make a real impact. And uh, Laurent, where, where can people find you and find out more about Sparrot? Yeah, thanks, Greg. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Definitely, uh, you can reach out uh, through uh, our website uh, or through LinkedIn, so uh, Sparrot.com, uh, S-P-A-R-E-I-T.com. Fantastic. That's sparrow.com, S-P-A-R-E-I-T.com. Thanks very much for taking the time today, um, Lawrence, and it was great to chat as always. Thanks for listening to Fifth Wall's Tactical Tool Belt Climate Tech Podcast. For more on Fifth Wall and our efforts in climate tech, visit our website at fifthwall.com. <laughs>